Good morning to you all. My name is Myron Schopp. I am the proud husband of Arlene Schopp, who's sitting back here being nervous for me. Well, I'm nervous for myself. Uh, we have been attending not this building, but this church for uh, many, many years. I'm, I was trying to think somewhere probably in the 40-year range, and we have seen a vast number of changes in this whole layout, for sure. But we're very happy that God led us to the church in the middle of everywhere. A uh, little background to myself, to ourselves, Arlene and I, we have two daughters and uh, three grandchildren and six great-grandchildren, none of which live in the area. It's uh, uh, quite a trip for us to go to visit our family. We have one of our daughters uh, living in Superior, Wisconsin, and two of our grandchildren and five of our great-grandchildren all live there. So when we make that the, the, the focal point, we get to see most of our family. We have one grandson and a great-granddaughter living in Minneapolis. And then our other daughter lives in a little town named Cottontown, Tennessee, which I'm sure you have never heard of. But if I say Nashville... You will know that, and it's very close to Nashville. We're very proud of our family. They uh, um, have given us much joy, and as all parents would say if they're honest, they've also given us some uh, worries and consternation too. But nevertheless, we're happy that we that God blessed us with that family. Um, Arlene and I are former teachers, and I'm saying former because retired teacher fits too, Old teacher doesn't work at all. Um, we we have sometimes when we run into former students and they have a friend with them, a spouse or whatever, and they will say, this is my old band director. Stop right where you are. Former would work out much, much better. So we enjoy running into our students. As a matter of fact, as I look around the congregation, I see former students here uh, right now. Some things to be thankful for, and um, you notice I carried a legal pad. Just be thankful that there, most of these are blank. I could have gone on for a long, long time, but I have a time constraint, and uh, I'm going to try to stay in that. In order to make all the rest of the things that I'm thankful for make any sense at all, I have to start with the very most important thing that I'm thankful for, and that is being raised in a Christian family. Going back, uh, I should also say this. Arlene and I are not South Dakota natives. We are North Dakota natives, and I don't think we're the only ones here today that can say that. But whatever that means, it, uh, it fits in this a little bit. We came from a, a very, um, okay, how should I say this, conservative German-Russian community. For those of you who know anything about German-Russians, they're, they're a staid people. They don't like uh, uh, any kind of food that has color to it. They like bland things. Um, although that's been changing because I think salsa has really stepped into this, and I don't know why Germans like that, but what we do. So we had a community, and we were raised in a community where you were expected to do certain things, and if you didn't do those, you were questioned about it. As a matter of fact, Arlene and I were raised in a church that when the financial report was given at the end of a year, 
your name was there with how much money you donated. Now, imagine that. They don't do that anymore because the church is not in existence anymore. But that's our background, and that's where we come from. But I can still say that um, being raised in a Christian family, and I don't mean just mom and dad, but I mean grandpa and grandma, too. Um, our, we were uh, in, a, in the country. I was a farm boy. Uh, and the school, I started in a country school and then went to a city school or a town school because Lair was not a city. And I had to stay with my grandparents sometimes for periods of time in the winter. And what I remember vividly is my grandfather and grandmother having morning devotionals with a big Bible that was probably about 18 to 20 inches high, a German Bible, and the devotion and the prayer coming from my grandfather was in German, which also carried over to the church that we were born and raised in. Now, we say uh, anymore, when we say take a knee, that's not a good thing, especially if you're a football fan. But at that time, taking a knee meant that you were worshiping God in a deeper way. I remember vividly Sunday nights or Wednesday nights when prayer time came. You couldn't see any heads above the bench because everybody was on their knee praying in two languages out loud. So all of that at that time was maybe confusing to me, but as, as I've had time to think about that and see how that helped form how I uh, worship, that was very, very, very sincere worship. There was no show going on either. Tears were shed and people were prayed for, <clears throat> and that was a wonderful thing, and I'm very, very, <clears throat> I'm very happy for that. Um, carrying on uh, into places where we worship. Uh, this church has meant uh, more than I can say to us. The church in the middle of everywhere. Uh, who would have ever thought that a country church would buy vans to go into a town to pick up kids to bring them out to a country church? I think Arlene and I were among the first, if not in the first wave, to do that. And I remember driving the van uh, from uh, from Ipswich out here, carrying kids back and forth, and now that is still going on, and I think that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, we we are also very thankful for the programs that the church has. Um, I mentioned driving van for the clubhouse and the youth. Uh, also, doing Bible school. Arlene and I for about. Uh, six or seven hundred years, it seems like we have been uh, the Bible school people. Now, we don't do Bible school things that the teachers do, for instance, but we are background folks. I have made the comment several times that if it weren't for the two of us, by the fifth day of Bible school, if no one were to clean the wastebaskets and take out the garbage, we would be knee deep in that. So, that is our contribution to Bible school to do that sort of thing so that the people who do the important thing with the students don't have to mess with that. And we're I'm very thankful that I'm able to do that, and I hope we can continue. Thankful for a mission-minded church. This is a very, very mission-minded church, and we're grateful for that. We're also thankful that this is a musical church. For years and years and years, that's what this church was known for and still is, for a, a musical talent and the folks being willing to share. 
I remember the, having choir practice, and we would every Sunday have a choir tune ready to perform. And because of the specials and the uh, church choir and these two people that I'm going to mention, Melvin Palmer and Joy Palmer, we got to be part of a musical uh, mission field out here. Those two people with the talent that God gave them and the willingness for them to share that talent is just amazing to me. I think of Melvin being a farmer or doing carpentry where things can happen to your fingers in a heartbeat, and he played the organ like no one else. I was very, very grateful for that. I'm also grateful for uh, the fact that God gave Arlene and I a career in teaching. Um, we started in McLaughlin. Actually, Arlene started in Selby, South Dakota. She was a kindergarten teacher for a semester while I finished my senior year in Aberdeen. And then we went to McLaughlin together, and we came to Ipswich in 1964, but we're only going to stay about three or four years because there's no way we're going to spend the rest of our lives in this place. Okay. Now, do the math. <laughs> It's been way over 50 years, and we're still here, and we're very, very pleased that we are. Uh, this is something that I came across, and I thought this is something worth sharing. Education is going from an unconscious to a conscious awareness of our ignorance. And I think the more time we spent trying to teach kids, the more relevant that became. Uh, I'm thankful that we have, uh, Arlene and I have a home. It's a warm home, and it's a paid-for home, and that's a bonus. We're also thankful for, uh, I'm th before I leave that, I'm also thankful that I have Arlene as a spouse because she's been very good about taking me along to go fishing. And I, and I enjoy that, and I hope she finds it in her heart to continue to take me fishing because that's that's a good thing. We're also very thankful for God's spirits, and um, I, we pray for God's spirit to do lots of and lots of things, some of which are leading, guiding, directing, in whatever direction he wants us to go. We pray for his spirit to cover us. We pray, pray for his spirit to nudge us from one thing to another, keep us from doing something or make us do something else. We also pray for his spirit to calm, and that's a very, very, very important thing. We also pray for the healing spirit, and we're going through some thing, uh, health issues right now, and we have in the past, and I can, we can look back and say, there was a spirit there that day that just came down. You, you, you can't see it, but you can certainly feel it, and we thank God for that. We're thankful that that we don't have to work half our lives to find God, that he gave his life to find us. We're very, very thankful for that. He, We have been chosen by the Good Shepherd. He wants us to be in his flock. And these are four words that become more and more meaningful as I get older. God is for us, and that is for sure. We can say that over and over again. I'm thankful that uh, we have faith. This pleases God. We walk by faith. Let go and let God. You've heard that statement before. Without faith, is it is impossible to please him, Hebrews eleven six. We are admonished to be thankful for what we have and not whine about things we don't have. 
It's, God says, don't be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink. He'll take care of it for us. Now, I'm going to interject something. He talks about food and clothing here. But I'm also thankful, and I don't mean this in a frivolous way, I'm thankful for the car we drive out here every Sunday. That thing is 15 years old, has over 212,000 miles on it, you can't hear it running. Thank you, God. Seriously. I'm thankful for life verses. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a daily verse that we can use whatever the situation Be thankful that we are admonished to come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need, Hebrews 4.16. If you haven't grabbed those two words, grace and mercy, and taken them to heart, we would be absolutely, totally lost without those two words. That is for certain. Every day we pray for grace and mercy, and at the end of the day we thank him. We can't put it in our pocket and carry. Every day we have to pray for that day's grace and mercy. And then when I was saying the things we were thankful for, I mentioned music, and Arlene and I are totally in love with Bill and Gloria Gaither. We have been singing their songs for a long, long time. We were very privileged uh, to be able to do concerts and to be able to do special music around the area, not just here in the church. And we never did any concerts anywhere without doing a Gaither piece. There are There is a, a Gaither song called <clears throat> He Touched Me. And that's a song that we have sung many times in the past. And I know there are some folks here that have sung that as well. I'm going to recite the words from the chorus to you. Uh, and as as I do this, your head is going to, if you know the tune, you're going to be singing it in your, in your mind. Uh, Maybe it's a good thing if you just keep it there. He touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me whole. That takes care of everything as far as I'm concerned. I also have one more thing to be thankful for, and then I'm going to get out of the way, because uh, if you have ever heard or had someone open a door for you anywhere and say, age before beauty, I'm the age before all the rest of the beauty that follows me. So I have one more thing to say, and then I'll go sit down. I am very thankful for a sense of humor. Uh, There are many times when things could have gone south, as they say, uh, unless you find something to laugh at, it could be serious. So... I'm thankful for the sense of humor. I'd like to leave you with a little poem. I wish I could take credit for writing this. I cannot. But you'll see as this goes on, this is a a kind of a humor that I like. It's called The Dying Fisherman's Song. And I guess that's, I'm a dying fisherman, so this is a song that... "'Twas midnight on the ocean, not a streetcar was in sight." The sun was shining brightly, for it was raining all that night. T'was a summer's day and winter. The rain was snowing fast as a barefoot boy with shoes on stood standing in the grass, stood sitting in the grass. T'was evening and the rising sun was setting in the west, and all the fishes in the trees were cuddled in their nests. 
The rain was pouring down, the sun was shining bright, and everything that you could see was hidden out of sight. The organ peeled potatoes, lard was rendered by the choir. When the sexton rang the dish rag, someone set the church on fire. Holy smokes, the teacher shouted as he madly tore his hair. Now his head resembles heaven, for there's no parting there. Hi, my name is Matthew Palmer. I live in the Mina area here, and I will be attending this church 33 years. Come next month. I've heard people say who enjoy hiking, which I don't do that much, that as you climb up a mountain and get into the gaps, you can look behind you and see the perspective on where you've come. And I've climbed a grain bin a couple times, so I kind of get the perspective, but I really don't. And Heather wants to get me a party peak someday, maybe one of these years. We'll see. So looking back on how God orchestrated the events of my life to end up where I am now makes me grateful as I see his faithfulness in my life. I remember the times recently of uncertainty after high school, figuring out career paths, not knowing what to do, then moving back to South Dakota. It was good to be back at home, but it was lonely too. A lot of my friends had moved on. That's when I was able to meet Heather in that time, start a family, have some wonderful, very busy kids. Then it's fast forward to this June this summer and we're watching the crops die. We're studying James, especially chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, as you face trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let that steadfastness have its full effect so that you may be made perfect, lacking in nothing. God has a plan in these times of our life. He puts them in our life for a purpose. I'm learning that when I'm full of the things of the earth, I'm trusting in misplaced hope. I find myself doing this a lot. God in his grace has allowed me in different stages of my life to not be able to trust in my current surroundings, but only in him. What a grace. There will be good and bad events in the future. God takes care of us, but there's still brokenness in this world. Heather and I see this in her work at the oncology clinic regularly. It helps keep life in perspective. God is continually showing me to trust him more than my current surroundings. As we have been studying in Sunday school in Hebrews 11 with Paul Tripp, it's been helpful to me to see how faith embeds our story in the redemption narrative, as Paul has been talking about. We should not be complacent and content in our present state, but be continually looking forward to the hope of the gospel, the hope of no more sinful nature, the no more brokenness, seeing the one who made a way for us to be declared perfect even as we are being made perfect. That is Jesus. These are some of the things that I'm grateful for this season as I've thought back on. So, thank you. We are privileged this morning to have our children with us. On most Sundays, our children are with us just for a little bit, and then they go to Children's Church. But today, they're going to remain with us this whole morning. We want them to hear about God's work in people's lives. We want gratefulness and thankfulness to be a principle of our church and that they see modeled through people. And so we're going to have them stay 
This morning, though, they are going to come and sing. They're going to join me on the platform here right now, and uh, they can go ahead and come forward. They're going to sing a song for us on a video, along with a video, and uh, we're grateful that they're here this morning to sing for us. Good morning, everyone. My name is Hannah Tennis. I grew up on a farm about three miles north and one mile west of Crestbard. I've attended this church nearly pretty much all my life. I remember way back to being one of Miss Laura's little joy bells. And now I'm in my second year at Lake Area Tech and I'm pursuing early childhood education. When I ask myself the question, what am I thankful for? So many things arise in my mind. So this morning, I'm just going to tell you about a few that are the most important in my life. To start off, I am thankful for our country and being able to live where I am free, and where that freedom includes being able to come here and worship our God. Next, I am thankful for a home to live in that is warm in the winter and cool in the summer. It may seem simple, but when I think about all the people that never get to experience that, I can't help but thank God for my home. The next thing is my family. I'm extremely grateful for them. I am thankful for how they have helped to guide me so lovingly through life and for every way that they continue to help and support me. Next, I am so thankful for this church and for all of you, my church family. I am thankful for everything I have learned here. I wouldn't have wanted to grow up attending any other church. I am continually thankful for all of the support from everyone that helps me to continue to grow in my faith. The next thing I am thankful for is the Bible. When I question something, need strength and encouragement, or just want to learn, I can open my Bible. A verse that I think of often is Jeremiah 29:11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. It reminds me that I don't need to worry about what the next step in my life is, because God knows. He has it all figured out. Worrying about it doesn't get me anywhere. What's so cool is that this verse doesn't just apply to me, a college student who doesn't know what's next in my life, but it applies to everyone. And I just want to share one more verse that strengthens me and gives me hope. It's 1 Corinthians 2, 9. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived are the things God has prepared for those who love him. These words just strengthen me and give me hope to keep going. Lastly, I'm so grateful to God for everything he has done, that including sending his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we can be saved. Also, I'm so grateful for his never-ending love and his grace. I'm thankful that wherever we go, he is always with us. That has been a huge thing for me ever since I left for college last fall because transitioning to being alone at times was kind of hard. And whenever I'm alone, I stop and say, wait, God is with me. I am never alone. And... He's with you too, and it's so amazing once you realize that. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Angie Sharp. I'm married to Brad. I have three kids and one on the way. And um, there's 
so many things that I'm thankful for this morning. But um, I was thinking, we teach um, second grade clubhouse on Wednesday nights and, and talking about God's faithfulness a lot. And God is so faithful, and he's so generous, and he's, he's uh, so wise. And he guides me in places that I don't want to go but are for my good. And I'm kind of a control person, so he's pushing me outside my box a little with baby number four, the blessing. So I'm very thankful for the blessing, but um, it kind of scared me a little bit. So, uh, so we are, my background is I, I teach music, I teach piano out of our home, and we have a family farm, and we homeschool, and, and like to volunteer in 4-H and stuff like that. So we're very busy. We love to participate in music when we're able to, and we're grateful that the praise team has opened up for everybody to, um, to experience that. That's a lot of fun to praise with these guys. Um, I wanted to share something specifically this morning that happened recently. Um, uh, after lots of transitions and, and ups and downs throughout the years, uh, this fall I found out my, my mom has a brain tumor, and we found out about a month ago. And, uh, you know, she's been through cancer, and my dad's been through a stroke and a heart attack, and I thought, okay, Lord, is this one going to take her, you know? Is, and my first thought was, not before the baby. I need her help. And I, then I thought, nah, that's selfish. I, you know, if she wants, if the Lord's going to take her home, then the Lord should take her home. But um, we found out, and I was, just the provision God provided the day I found out, my dad called me. He said, we're in Sioux Falls. Mom has a brain tumor. And I just was in shock. And um, my mom and dad are very faithful Christians, and they, they trust the Lord, but it's still a blow. And the day I found out, the moment I had that phone call, I was in the middle of having coffee with friends, and I was able to come out from that phone call and be prayed over. What a blessing. God comforted me and provided friends in a moment of need. What a blessing. So then my mom found out, okay, it's not cancer, it's just growth, it's fine, but we need to get this taken care of. So they referred her immediately to Rochester. Well, my older sister, both of my sisters are doctors, and I'm a music teacher, so I'm a little inferiority complex going on here, but they're, they're very gracious about it. So my sisters called me, they're like, okay, here's the plan. We're going to Rochester, we're doing this. My older sister worked at the Mayo Clinic in oncology, and her mentor, she was able to communicate with, um, actually, her mentor had called her a couple months before and said, you left a stethoscope here five years ago, can I donate it to this mission I'm going on? And my sister said, of course you can. So when they found out my mom had a tumor, she emailed this gal who was her mentor and said, will you take my mom's case? And she said, absolutely I'll line it all up, streamlined everything for her. She was in there in a week. And as many of you know, getting into the Mayo Clinic is difficult and a long road. But within a week, she was in there and getting a treatment plan. What a blessing. God provided again. Um, He also has just been with my mom every step of the way. She wasn't going to go in. She just had numbness in her face. And and she was like, you know, tough farm wife. (laughs) I don't need to go in. I slept wrong. And my dad goes, heavens no, I'm taking you to Sioux Falls. And they ran a CAT scan and found the tumor to begin with. The numbness has since gone away, which they said is extremely rare. 
But I think it's a blessing from the Lord because she would not have gone in without that. What a blessing. So I just, in the last month, this has happened. And I see God's fingerprints all the way through it. It's not life-threatening right now, but it needs to be managed. But it's such a beautiful reminder of God's faithfulness and giving us the little blessings in the trials. And that's what I'm very thankful for. One last thing. Um, Pastor Ron shared last week that, uh, or two weeks ago, in the passage in James, we were talking about being prayed over by elders and and, uh, when you're sick. And my mom, the day before, had come up to spend a birthday with um, us, and she said, Angie, i, I got to call my pastor right now. And I said, why? And she said, because the Bible says that you need to call the elders to pray over you for healing. Now, whether it's for my benefit or for my churches, that's what he says to do. So she called, and as pastor was preaching on being anointed with oil and being prayed over by your elders, my mom was being prayed over by her elders. That connection meant so much to me. So I'm, I'm extremely thankful that God has just revealed himself and his mercies in, in this hard time. But it, it's been so beautiful to see that he cares enough to show me the little things that he's provided throughout. So thank you very much. Hi, my name is Hunter Bauer. I live at Mono Lake, and I've been attending this church for 15 years, pretty much my whole life. There are many things that I'm thankful for, but today I'm challenging myself to think outside of my thankfulness box. My first thing that I am thankful for is that thankfulness is a choice. We get to choose what we are thankful for, when we are thankful for it, and how we go about being thankful. If we were automatically already thankful and and we already have thankfulness, are we really thankful? Because if I was as thankful for my parents as in someone I've never met before, am I really thankful for my parents? So that kind of stuck out to me that thankfulness is a choice and that God gives us with that choice of being thankful. The second thing that I am thankful for is that is laughter. It makes the hard days a lot easier. If you were to receive a joke or something like that, it just makes you feel really good and changes the way you think about your day. And if you were to tell someone a joke and they find it funny, then, then that makes you feel better along with them feeling better. The third thing that I am thankful for is some of the challenges that God has presented me with in these past few months, uh, whether it be through swimming, cross-country, or even my faith. Uh, with swimming this summer, I've cut, I cut my thumb, and I was pretty disappointed. And this year with cross-country, near the end of the season, I got, had a stress fracture in my left foot. These have been really challenging for me, and also through my faith, I just reminded myself that I had to trust God, and some of the verses that helped me was uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, 
and it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. And that was really encouraging for me at that time and still today. And the second verse I have is First Thessalonians 5.18, and it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. So just thinking about what God has planned for me in my life is pretty cool, and I'm very thankful for that, that he has that he is preparing me for what is to come with these injuries and trials that I've been going on in my life. I am thankful. There are many things I am thankful for, and I know that these are only three. Therefore, as a follower of Christ, I believe that we should think outside of our thankfulness box. Thank you. I'm Kay Wickard. Ron and I moved here with our nine-month-old daughter on the 4th of July in 1979. I remember driving our car down the Warner Road to our new home thinking that it was the longest road I had ever been on. Uh, I grew up on a farm, so I had prayed that someday I would get to live in the country again. Since I married a theology major, I didn't think that would be too possible. But God has answered that prayer for me. I've told people that I should have been more specific in my prayer about how far out in the country. (laughs) We've lived almost all of our entire married life here at Richland, and I have never taken a turn at sharing, so I suppose it's time for it to be my turn. Um, Ron and I have been doing the Clubhouse Chapel for children this fall, and one icebreaker we've done several times is, That's Me. For example, I say something like this. Who had macaroni and cheese to eat this week? Or who loves the Vikings? Or who loves chocolate? And if you're that person, you stand up and say, that's me. So I'm going to continue to play that game this morning. Who was an eight-year-old girl in the back of a station wagon coming home from her first time at kids' camp, singing loudly with her friends? He's able, he's able. I know he's able. I know my Lord is able to carry me through. That's me. I had understood that week that I needed a savior, a deliverer. Like it says in the scriptures, I believed on the Lord Jesus and was saved. He has carried me through from that time forth. Who was blessed with supportive believers as a child and a teenager? That's me. One family, particularly in my church, had a huge impact on my life as a young girl. Good news clubs, camps, citywide youth organizations, and church youth groups were some of the many things that impacted my life as a believer. Um, Who has been blessed with a husband that is a believer? That's me. My father was not a believer until his last years, so I really wanted to have and prayed for a husband that was not like my dad. I have been blessed with a supportive husband for 41 years. He's been supportive of countless projects, adventures, and plans, most of them for our church family over the years. I love variety, and Mr. Organizer, Mr. Organized has diligently used his gift for us to be able to serve God in many avenues. I'm grateful to God for him. Who is a crybaby? That's me. <laughs> Who has been blessed with family, four children with just right spouses for them, and seven grandchildren to date? That's me. I love the years 
of having our children in our home and all the adventures that brings. We were able to be caregivers of our parents in our home, and now some special foster children have intersected our lives. Sometimes I get pretty sad when I don't have everyone close. But like Myron said, God is teaching me to be thankful for what I have and not dwell on what I don't. Who has been teaching children since she was 12 years old. That's me. I'm thankful for the opportunity and privilege I've had to teach lots of your children and these children in the church right now. You know, on Sundays, I have to talk to them as long as Ron speaks, so they are with me a long time each week. I'm grateful for each song and Bible verse that we've learned together. I pray that the seeds planted will reap a harvest in their lives. I'm also grateful for my job at the Ipswich School and those children and students I see every day. Who has been blessed with the Richland Church family? That's me. Countless people have blessed my life in this church. You have been in our lives all these years. I know your cooking treasures. I know the gifts God has given you. I've seen your joys and your pains. I felt your love and caring for me and my family. You've been our life, and I'm blessed by God. I can't adequately express my gratitude to all of you. Who has been blessed by God? That's me. I've been reading a one-year Bible, only it's really a two-year Bible for me, I guess. And um, the story of Mephibosheth in Second Samuel 9, 8 was a new realization, revelation to me a bit ago. King David showed his kindness to Saul's crippled grandson by restoring everything, everything to him and saying he would eat at his table always. Mephibosheth said, What is your servant that you should show regard of a dead dog such as I? At that moment that I read that, I related to him. I was him, broken in life and spirit, a dead dog, a sinner. But the king restored him, showed regard, and invited him to his table forever. For all of this, I am grateful. My name is Dan McCarlson, and I live with my wife, Christina, and son, Caleb, in Aberdeen. Uh, I've been at, at Richland here for about uh, nine years, and uh, my wife and I became members here a few years ago, and I uh, just want to share a few things that I'm grateful for. Uh, there, are, there are many people and many things that I, I can, could share this morning, and it's been good for me to just ponder and think through all of the ways that God has been at work. And so I do want to, I want to thank certain people and, and uh, thank, uh, thank them for things they've done. But I just want to say at the outset that in, in all of these things that I give thanks for, God is underneath all of that. He is behind all of it. He's the one that has brought people into my life, brought me to the places where I've been, uh, and worked through, in and through people in my own life. So I want to say, as I th- say thank you to people, it's really thanking God as well for that. Uh, it was appropriate today, we were in Sunday school uh, talking about one of the Psalms, the Psalm of David, and even in the midst of great evil that David faced in his own life, his response was gratitude to God. And so it's it's appropriate, I think, for us no matter what the circumstances, for us to praise God, to thank God for what he's done. He said, David said um, at the end of Psalm 52, 
Um, but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because you've done it. I will wait for your name for it is good in the presence of the godly. First, I thank God for my family, um, particularly for my wife, Christina. Um, Proverbs has a lot to say about what I think about my wife. Um, it says in uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty two, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. An excellent wife who can find, she is far more precious than jewels. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I thank Christina for her daily effort and energy to take care of our household, her tender, joyful care for Caleb, our son, seeking to teach and train him with plenty of playing and praying um, and loving correction when needed. Not only that, but she, she writes out prayers and notes of encouragement and sends them with me to work um, many times during the week. That's awesome. Um, she is, she's not a perfect person, but she is a model and example to me of, uh, of what true sorrow over sin looks like and repentance. And so I, th- I thank God for her. I uh, thank, thank God for my son Caleb. Um, he's a joy and it's good that God has brought him into my life because uh, I know that someone's watching me. Even as God watches me, I see Caleb watch me. And so it's good, good for my own heart and my own life. And Caleb, I'm glad you're my son. I thank God for the blessing of work and the job I've been given. The, the ability to get up in the morning and the, and the strength to go and work each day. I thank God that I have a job that helps and serves people in our communities. I'm a, I'm a delivery driver with Speedy Delivery. Um, and, and to have a job that enables me to provide for my family. I thank God for this church here at Richland. For the elders, both the staff elders and the lay elders. Uh, these are men who are patient, who are humble, who are honest, honorable shepherds. Uh, who... Uh, God has given to us as a gift, has given to me as a gift to, to guard and to lead us. For the elders' wives, they, they go unnoticed very often, but their role is crucial. Your role is critical um, because you, you have the ability and the unique way to encourage uh, those who lead us and to strengthen them, to, to bolster them when they are discouraged, um, to, to correct them when they need correcting um, so I thank you f- for, for what you do. Thank God for you. And for each of the members here, uh, that you have promised, those of you who are members have promised, and this is special to me, you've promised to, um, to help me to grow in Jesus and to bring me back if I ever start to go off course. That is a treasure to, to me. Thank you for your help uh, in, in the life of my family. I think back to when we were married, all the... the contributions and the help and the gifts and when Caleb was born how you came alongside of us and helped us Um, I'm thankful for those who gather to pray whenever possible um, after church on Sundays that is such a special time um, to go before our God together Um, I thank God for the church universal other brothers and sisters in Christ both near and far both now and in the past I think particularly of 
in our day, the abundance of resources that, that we have, that I can have to help me to know and love Jesus, to help me grow in my understanding of the Bible and to know how to live in light of the gospel for the glory of God. There's thousands upon thousands of books and articles and commentaries and devotionals and Bible studies and curriculum and sermons and blogs and podcasts and lectures and courses and the list goes on and on. What a, what a gift God has given to us. The plethora of songs and music that we have today, the treasure uh, we have of rich hymns from the previous generations and in our own day, Christ-honoring, gospel-centered songs written now in the present day. Um, some, some of these things have been produced literally a few days ago. You can go online and see something that can strengthen your soul that was written just yesterday. Um, some of it that uh, was produced uh, centuries and millennia ago that we still have access to today by those who have labored for months and years and, and some for their entire lifetimes to bless the body of Christ. Um, some who have given us these contributions at great cost to themselves. We think of the Reformation, the 500th anniversary of the Reformation that we just celebrated. Um, we are, in, in, in a way, it's, we are here today because, because of the work that those reformers did, willing to give up even their own lives, so that we could have God's word in our own language and the gospel could go to the world so that we can be living in light and not in darkness anymore. And lastly, I thank God this morning for the promises of his word, the Bible, for giving me his son, Jesus, and for his love and grace toward an unworthy one like me. I just want to close by reading um, from Romans 5, 1 through 11. Just listen to to what great reason we have to be grateful to God. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Let's stand together, can we? We're going to pray. What I'm going to do is pray um, for our meal, pray for our time around the tables, and then we're going to sing our benediction. The worship team's going to lead us in what I hope is really just the, the, the place your heart is at right now in the song, All I Have is Christ. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for your goodness. We're grateful for your mercy. We're grateful, Father, that we can continue around tables in just a few moments to share thanks and to encourage one another. We pray your blessing upon those tables and upon that 
food that we will take. Lord, we just pray that God, you'll continue to grace our day. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing our benediction together. I once was lost in darkest night, yet thought I knew the way. The sin that promised joy and life had led me to the grave. I had no hope that you would own a rebel to And if you had not loved me first, I would refuse you still. But as I ran my hellbound race, indifferent to the cost, you looked upon my helpless state and led me to God's love displayed You suffered in my place You bore the wrath reserved for me Now all I know is grace Hallelujah All I have is Christ said before, just make your way in and find places to set with who you'd like to set with and gather there and then we'll be dismissed to eat by table. So just make your way in. God bless you.